Hello and welcome to the South Coast Football Holic for the first time in about four weeks. If you probably can't tell, all the grounds have been washed out. We haven't had many games in the first four rounds of the Illawarra Premier League. We are heading up to round five this weekend. So far, only four IPL games have been played in the first four rounds. And to discuss everything that's happened in the last month with me, I've got the uh, the OG Footballholic returning, Mr. Tim Gibson. How are you, sir? I'm very well. Thank you. Thank you for having me on again uh, this week. Uh, very excited to be back on this. It's been a while. When's the last time you came on the pod? It was uh, probably for a, a, a preview sometime last year. I think it would have been in the early rounds. What in round one, I think. Was it the yeah. one with Josh Bartlett uh, when I, he came on? Yes, Josh was there. Josh was there. Um, I don't even remember the games we talked about. Far, I can't even remember the games that we talked about about a month ago. It's just just been a blur this last month. So, you know, what? how's the last month been from your eyes? You know, you've been to a few games. Yep, yeah, I I know the route to Ian McLennan Park really, really well now. Um, <laughs> I I go there a lot, so um, I've I've seen a fair bit of football. I have a comprehensive uh, knowledge of the games that have been on there. Um, but uh, yeah, no, just going to there a lot to to yeah watch a fair few games. I hear you have shares in Ian McLennan Park. Can you confirm or deny these allegations? Uh, look, you know, I'm probably looking at picking up residence in Dapto. Uh, I go there that that often, to be honest. But um, no, I don't. I don't think I have shares. Um, yeah. Have you got a bunker underneath the stand? You know, you know, you stay overnight, get up fresh, mm. not fright and fresh for the games the next morning. Not yet, not yet. I haven't been offered that. Um, so yeah, we'll see how that one develops, though. Well, there you go. Anyway, the pod, as always, brought to you by the Fraternity Club, who have World Cup qualifiers going on there in the next few weeks. Oz World Cup qualifiers. Uh, that's Australia, <laughs> in case you didn't uh, you didn't understand it. And Italian World Cup qualifiers as well, if you want to get down there, watch the game. And brought to you by Every Season, My Season as well. Get you yeah, some extra football training with the wet weather calling off games at the moment. But... Tim, I mentioned it to you before we came on air, and yeah, look, this applies to you as well because you were there at the start. I completely missed today in the midst of the last month, but Football Holic, we celebrated our second birthday a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, no, and uh, I, I discussed this with you. You know, I think um, you've done well to keep it going for for two years. You know, I think it shows great commitment from you, so that's a huge credit to you. Um, and uh, yeah, good on you, mate. Mate, got to pay respect to the OGs. You know the ones who were there from day one. Do, do you remember? Do you remember that night? I flicked you a message over Twitter saying, "Hey, hey, uh, what, what do you reckon about? What do you reckon about starting a potty?" <laughs> and then I COVID. Remember, I remember. Yeah, you, you sent me a, a Twitter DM, and uh, then we went. We went to the union, discussed the original planning. Um, I remember recording the first one, actually, with uh, with Dilla. That went for ages, didn't it? Went, about, went for about an hour and a, hour, hour and forty-five, I think. That one. Yeah, yeah, the good things were covered though. So, um, no, yeah, it, it's good to look back on those things. I did say it. that was our first one, but I reckon that was one of our best ones. You know, the ones in lockdown in twenty twenty got a bit. Here you go. <laughs> Cause, you know, well, I, I think I think I went through my whole time on the podcast without actually seeing a single IPL game. So, yeah, I um, think <laughs> you did. Oh, the the football you got to cover was that inaugural pro clubs tournament we did. That was a good tournament, that was. Yeah. That was good fun. That was good fun. It's a pain in the butt to organise, but it was good fun. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway, uh, before we go even further, I just Tim, I just want to apologise to the uh, the Illawarra footballing community for cursing the Illawarra Premier League about a month ago. 
uh, you may remember I did put up a post saying, is round one cursed? Haven't been able to get a full round one in because of wet weather in about six years or something ridiculous like that. And uh, yeah, look, I made it very well known. And uh, in that process, I think I cursed the league because we haven't had anything else ever since. So on the topic of rain though, uh, can you do you reckon you could sum up the last month of the Illawarra Premier League in three words or less? Not a lot. That's I, nice. I think that's I think that's a reasonable summary of it. Um, yeah, there, there just hasn't been much football, and I, I think that's been a, a real frustration, not just for the players and, and coaches and people connected with the game, but also the spectators. Um, I think there's been a lot of games that people were really excited for, and, and to miss out on those has been a massive frustration for a lot of people. There was a real buzz, particularly around round one. I don't know, I don't know if it was just me or not, but I felt a real buzz going into round one, and now it's just sort of anticlimactic. You know, it's just gone down, and yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty disappointing how it's how it's played out. But look, you can't control it unfortunately but yeah we did speak about it earlier we're missing out on a heap of big games you know uh olympic and it was olympic and albion park i think last week got moved moved once and then then cancelled uh albion park's meant to be playing united this weekend but with the rain forecast we just don't know and yeah there's been there's been a whole lot of different games that unfortunately we have missed out on we have had four games which we'll touch on a little bit later but uh there's been a few ideas on how to do it, but Tim, I want to get your ideas on how we could catch up all these remaining games at in the Illawarra Premier League. Obviously, uh, with news now that round one and round two has now technically become round 23 and 24, so we've extended the comp by two weeks. So there's not a backlog of games to be caught up on, but judging by the weather radar over the next month, who knows how large that list will get. But round one and round two has basically become round 23 and 24 now. So we've moved that to after round 22 or the scheduled round 22. and um, But we still got we still got two rounds to make up for. Still got two rounds to make up for. Could well, judging by the forecast, could well potentially be three rounds. How do we catch up these games? Well, I think the first thing we have to mention is the reality is we only have one facility that can be played um, through all the weather that we're having, and that's in McLennan Park. Uh, and I think ultimately what, what we're going to need to see is a university in Balgauni game that was played at IMP. I thought that was fantastic um, to see, you know, two district league teams. It's neither of the, their home grounds, but they said, you know what, we just want to play football. Um, and, and I think the reality is, is that we just need more teams agreeing to play there. Um, and, and it's not ideal. Nobody wants to play their home games away from home. Um, but the reality is with the weather that we're dealing with. And if we do want to finish the season, the, these games are just going to have to be played. Um, you know, we've already had to extend the competition. I mean, we, we tried to start early this year and we, we just haven't due to the, the weather and the season will probably end up going even later. Now they've extended it two weeks. Um, I'm not sure what room they have to do to, to then go and extend that again. Of course, the, the problems of cricket and, and, and other sports mm. like that wanting to which use has some, been of the, another some of the topic the last, fields. Which has been another topic the last couple of years as well, you know, extending the season again. If it's not COVID, it's something else, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Well, Burt Bampton Cups and the Youth Cup competitions have also been temporarily suspended as well. So we're losing a lot of football here. And um, I think, you know, 
unfortunately, we just don't have the grounds to play the football on and, and there's going to need to be some, some compromises if we want to try and get these games done or some drier weather so we can actually play the game. Yeah, well, I don't think we can rely on the dry weather for at least another month, I don't think, but I mentioned it to you earlier. Is it going to be, is it going to get to the point where Frat Cup, Pre-Season Cup a few years ago, where there was a lot of wet weather and we just had a full day of, at Sunday or Saturday, full day of games at Ian McLaren from like 10 o'clock in the morning till like 9 o'clock at night. Is it going to have to get to that point? Because, you know, honestly, the way it's going, I think it's going to have to if we're going to get anything in. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think, um, you know, one one option is potentially where you say each um, each round where, where South Coast United, of course, aren't playing at home, one team gets in McKinnon Park for a day and they play their, their three games against somebody. And if everybody does that, um, you potentially have equality in that way that everybody's going through the same thing. It's not like one club's going to have to go to Ian McKinnon more than the other because everybody's trying to play those one uh, round of matches. But yeah, I think, you know, it's now, it was kind of good that we started the season early in a way because we have got some games done. Um, Not many. It was almost almost irrelevant starting the season early from another perspective because the reality is we've, we've played so little football. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think that's, that is an option they could look at, but I think the key has to be to try and get these games played however, however they can. Yeah. I didn't consider that because you've got second grade and you got youth grade as well to make up on. So all the IPL first grade games times that by about three and that that's a lot, a lot of football. You got to look at the six games a week. It looks like this weekend, judging by the weather, well, I'm very doubtful we're going to get anything in. So six times five, that's 30 games. Minus the four that have gone ahead. So that's what, 26 games times that by three, whatever that is. I can't think of it quickly. 26 times three, 52. Probably you're looking at about 78 games across all three grades to make up four within the first month. It's a lot of football. Well, I think the other consideration is, though, is if it gets to the stage where we're having to play midweek games, well, you, you think about some of the some of the impacts of fitness on players now and especially after a pan the pandemic that that we're we're still still in it but you know there are massive concerns around the leagues where we wanted a lot of the leagues had extra substitutions and extended benches now if you're saying right you're going to have to play consistently twice a week that's a huge worry in terms of fitness for for players in in terms of general health and well-being as well so i think there's a a lot of problems that, that kind of need to be fixed um heading into trying to reschedule all these games well yeah you got to think about it like we've had a bit of time off but once these games start going they're going to become thick and fast so you're going to be ready you're going to have to be ready teams are going to, have to be ready unfortunately but you, you the, the best way to prepare for games is to play games and if you can't play games you can only prepare so much you can only run up so many hills can't you <laughs> yeah well that's the other thing as well the match sharpness i mean teams just aren't playing games as well. And you know what? It's likely they'll pick up some injuries as well when they do eventually play some, some games and the inconsistency of these games, um, the match sharpness, the match fitness injuries. There's so many problems that, that we've got at the moment. Mm, it's uh, it's a bit of a pickle, fair to say, but there was an offering for Ian McLennan Park to get two games played last week. And it's reported that only two teams... Uh, wanted to play because of several reasons you know obviously home canteen proceeds and everything etc 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 but 
if only two teams out of 12 want to play, or sorry, two teams out of 10, I'll say, because two did play, but if, if we only got 20% of teams wanted to play at Amaclan, and that is, considering we're already a month behind, I think that's a bit of a worry. Mm, yeah, yeah, and you know, the the season has been extended, and, and what what do we do next? We can't just keep extending the season. So, at, at what stage do we look at cutting the the, the season short, or do we look in? Oh and God, like don't we got say to that again. Year, don't with say the, that again. With the pandemic, where, where, where we just can the competition because you, you just simply couldn't get the games finished in time. So, um, you know, if, if we only have one facility that we can use and we just have to try to use that to the, the best of our ability. Now, we discussed this a little bit over Facebook Messenger last week and you sent a message. This is a great opportunity to talk about Caps Lock, more synthetic films. <laughs> we need more. Well, if you think about how often Ian McCunning Park gets used, it's not just the men's premiership. It's juniors, women's community league. The field is used constantly. It's school competitions as well that use it. You know, it's clear that more synthetic pitches would be welcome in the region. It's, oh, God, it's such a, it's such a worry. Like, you go to Sydney and every second street's got a synthetic and... You come to us, yeah, we've got the fancy lights at Ian McLean, but you know what? We need an all, another all-weather pitch. How do we get it? I don't know. I've got no idea, but we need it. And if there's anything the last month has taught us, it's that we desperately need it. Desperately. And, you know, like, it's tough. It's tough. We need more pit. We need more synthetic fields. We need a whole lot more, whole lot more if we're going to... But, um, yeah, I'm just thinking about the logistics of getting these comp games back underway. And right now, I, uh, I'd i hate to be Bobby Mazeski, the competitions coordinator at the moment, to be honest with you. You did such a good job um, generating some interesting fixtures in the opening rounds that didn't even get played. And now he's in charge of rescheduling this. you got to feel sorry for him. But we'll move on now. Now, Tim, this was a point brought up in the pod about a month ago about bringing back a potential IPL sprint race at the grand finals. That's if we're going to get to the grand finals. That's a completely different story at the moment. But would you like to see an IPL sprint race at the grand final? Can you get some more details on, on what this particular sprint race would entail? How many people are involved? What's the distance? Is it just one person, you know, goal one person, line to goal line? I'd say one player from each club, goal line to goal line, 100 metres. Okay, yeah, but what if it's on grand final day, there's going to be two teams with players, or are you yeah, saying you could, somebody it could, that's it not could involved? Be, yeah, it could be from 20s to first grade. So let's just say they're fast players in 20s, for example, or reserve grade, who knows? I mean, it's 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 an option, you know. I'm, I'm not sure if it's got the uh, the attention or, or, you know, if people are actually interested in seeing something like that. You probably have to do a bit more research. Mate, it got it got attention when I posted it about a month ago, and I got I actually got sent there. Was Will this that? be before the first grade game kicks off? It's kind of like some pre match entertainment, or oh, either that or it's at halftime. Ah, yeah, halftime is an option. Mm. I mean, the wolf chase. Uh, the wolf chase, the wolves, yeah. That's, yep. That that does very well. Yeah, um, I got sent this about a, after I posted that about a month ago, and it was from a IPL sprint race from nineteen ninety two. And it was courtesy of Travis from Football United and Soccer City. And the headline, Paceman set for $800 celebrity sprint. All right. Now, they had 12 players, 
12 semi-finalists, sorry. So this was a semi-final. So it says here, the elite pacemen of the Illawarra Soccer gathered today for the Challenge Sprint Race. Clubs nominated two runners each with a series of elimination races, bringing us to the 12 semi-finals. Two semi-finals will be run on the completion of the youth game with a six-man final at halftime of the first grade match. So, and the winner, looks like the winner took home 800 bucks. Look, if you can get a sponsor for that, why not? Well, I, I didn't realise it had history in the region. It know? does, it of, yeah. Yeah, that's so, look, you know, maybe we might <laughs> might see that make a reappearance. Yeah. Look, forgetting who would go in the grand final, who do you reckon would be the fastest player in the league? Anthony Kristeski. Uh-huh. Yeah. He is very, very fast. Unbelievably fast. Oh. I'd, I'd go for him. I reckon, reckon? I reckon he'd have a good shot of being the fastest player in the league. Who else? I think we're missing someone. I feel like we're missing someone. I'm trying to think. Hikaru Kawasaki is quite... quite. He's relatively fast. Relatively fast. Very um, agile. Tynan Diaz. How is he? He's... He seems like oh, he's, yeah. he seems like he, he'd be he's explosive. pretty fast. Yeah, yeah. On the on the overlap for Olympic, uh, he mm-hmm. certainly gets beyond. Um, yeah. Oh look, it'd be fun to watch. Put it that way. Put it that way. It'd be fun yeah, to watch. Yeah, choosing your representative would be important, actually. You'd almost need to have heats at, at club training. Yeah, get, yeah, no, get the and then you'd, on. yeah, because it'd have to be you know there have to be some legitimacy behind your selection. Get the spikes on, I'd say. Yeah, no. <laughs> Outstanding. But there's another thing I want to touch on as well, right? Now, there's times where I put up on our Instagram story, just, yeah, send us in a question or something, right? And dead set the abuse that some people give their mates, it's just like, I can't post it. I can't post it. Like, there's, there's, pe- there's people going on dead set, just absolutely hounding their mates, telling me to put it up there. It's just like, I can't post this. It's horrible. Look, Thoughts. I'll get, you, I'll get your thought, get your thoughts on that. On uh, what the uh, the abuse that that their mates are giving to does, each other. Does 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 the IPL have an abusive culture towards their mates? Well, look, you know, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm not I'm not close enough to the to the sources to, oh, to you understand are. that. Surely you no, are. No, 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 no. Um, I mean, I, I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. Um, mm. yeah. Okay. 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 All right, we'll I'll sit actually, on the fence. I'll sit, sit on the fence. You are a fence. There is a lot of fence sitters on this podcast. Absolutely, Josh. I reckon Josh Bartlett is the worst fence sitter in podcast history. I ask him a question, and he always finds a way to get on the picket fence and sit firmly in the center, not leaning one way, not leaning the other. If you if you ask him who his top five is, who's sneaking in that fifth spot, he still won't tell you. <laughs> Really, really. He's <laughs> just like it could be this team, could be this team. Pick one, Josh. <laughs> right. But anyway, um, yeah, Zoom pods. I feel like I'm going back to 2020 again. The Australia Cup. Now this is where your expertise comes in because you've been to a few Australian Cup games, Tim. So, uh, out of all the Australian Cup games from IPL sides or local district sides, who has been Probably the, who has been the most impressive? Well, that's a pretty pretty easy one. I mean, Wollongong Olympic uh, Tuesday night, so a couple of nights ago, um, against uh, I think it's called Glenmore Park. Um, absolutely brilliant. You know, they were in control pretty much the whole game, uh, and you know you can see there's a real system uh, in place and and a way of playing 
Um, I think, you know, there's a real unity in that Olympic team. It was the same against South Coast, uh, and there was a unity of performance. And I think it stands him in great stead uh, to push on for a title challenge this year. Rick Goodchild picked up a hat-trick in the FFA, oh, sorry, the Australia Cup game. Um, it's going to take a while and, to get and, used to. And I think I think that was a great pickup for them um, as a signing because I think he really connects that team well and, and he brings, you know, uh, good support for the rest of the team. And I, I just thought they looked really, really impressive. Um, and, and, I mean, they must have had a ridiculous amount of um, possession in that game. So, you know, I, I think they, they were the ones that really impressed me and I thought, wow, these guys look like they're really set up to, to go and challenge this year. Mate. Have you seen who their next Australia Cup game is? An away trip to Dubbo Macquarie United is uh, Dubbo. I'm, I'm, away I'm, trip. Away trip apparently to Dubbo. Dubbo Macquarie United. I'll just uh, Dubbo Macquarie United. I'll just double check it's on Macquarie Park, but I think that might be in Dubbo. Can you imagine an away trip to Dubbo? Uh, I think I went to Griffith once for a soccer game. Yeah, but was that was that Flock School? <laughs> No, 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 that was no? the, um, oh, is it the State Cup? The State Cup, oh, yeah. When you're playing juniors. Yeah, 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 yeah. it's State, State Cup, Cup and Champion Championship. Yeah, State Cup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, uh, I think we batted them like, oh, I can't even remember what the score was. Mate, mate, this team, this, this team is from Dubbo. That is on a way trip and a half. Five hours and 36 minutes to get to Dubbo. Wow. So you'd have to go out west through Mudgee and then all the way. Wow, that's a long way. That Do is they a have a long synthetic trip. pitch there? Do they have it? That That is the question. Do Does Dubbo have a synthetic field? Let us know. Yeah. Let us know in the comments if Dubbo yes. has a synthetic yes. pitch to play the game on. Yes. Thank you, Tim. Uh, let us know in the comments question. I, I like I like your thinking. You, you've had a bit of a hiatus for this podcast, but you still switched on. I love it. Let us know in the comments if you know whether the Dubbo Macquarie United has a synthetic field. But anyway, some other games. I'm looking at it. Waverly Old Boys, six over Port Kembla, two. A bit, bit of a romping there. They got they got absolutely battered in that first half. I think at one stage they may have been 6-0 down. Wow. Um, and at halftime it was 6-1. I think consistently caught out in behind. And, and you know, there was... Um, <clears throat> There, there was kind of there was a lack of almost um, you know fight in that team um, and a lack of of character. I think they turned it around in the second half though. I think after they conceded those six goals, they technically won the rest of the game two 0 If that makes sense, I think it was one yeah, before yeah. half time, and then uh, they scored another in the second half. So it was a you know it was an important response, but um, I thought you know that was it, it was really poor. Um, and and you know to to lose six two in that way. I mean they they picked up the win against South Coast though. Um, with a paper thin squad too, they were missing. Yeah, quite I, a few. I don't know if if you want to touch on this now, but with Port Kemba, it's a really young squad this year. Mm. Um, we, we'll, Harrison, we'll touch on it further later. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. That's um, that's a very key point. Very key point. Yes, absolutely. Um, another more games. Macquarie Dragons twelve defeat Albany Park City Eagles one. Unendera Hart's got a 3-0 forfeit over a Liverpool Olympic who knocked them out last year. Um, so, look, you know, karma comes back to bite you in so many different ways, Liverpool Olympic. <laughs> uh, Picton down to Lugano FC 3-1. Barnstone Worth, what a name, Barnstone Worth defeat Thoreau 2-1. 
Uh, a narrow loss to Western New South Wales Premier League side. Did they play? They played that away. There you go. So that yes, they're all good play away. They yeah. went. They went to Orange. That's a trek. That is a trek. Yeah. It's, it's no dubbo, but it's a trek. Uh, Forest Rangers defeat Cringilla two one. Now, uh, I hear there was a screamer from Benny Zuko right on half time here, but uh, Crinny, you're out of the national national cup. I I don't know how. I mean, unbelievable. That they that they didn't go and and win that game. They conceded a couple of really sloppy goals in that first half. And one was a, a a long shot that was spilt by the the goalkeeper, and the other one was a set piece that really a corner that should have been dealt with. Um, ben Zuko, a, a fa- fantastic goal. You know, he was he was a good distance out, and he just buried it in the bottom corner. A, a really nice goal. But uh, Cringilla, they I can't count how many times they hit the post in that game. They hit the crossbar as well. A number of really close shots. Uh, I with the amount of chances they had, I thought they would have taken it um, to extra time. The other point on this though, is that they were a really entertaining watch. They play really, really uh, sharp football. And um, I think they will be a really entertaining team to, to watch this year because you've got such pace going forward. And yeah, you have Ben Zuko in the team as well, who's a fantastic ball player. So I think they will be a really interesting watch this year for sure. And this next team, Tarawana Warner's had a good start, albeit they've had two games. They beat FC Eagles from Sydney 6-0. And uh, on top of their opening round IPL win, they've scored 10 goals, conceded one. Outstanding start for them. Yeah, yeah. Tarawana, they, um, you know, I think that they, they've still got a number of established names in that team there. And, um, you know, to, to start the, the way that that they have this season, I think is a huge uh, positive for them and um, something that, uh, that they'll look to build on for the, the rest of this season. Uh, we're going to defeat Young Lions 3-0, which is a Wagga Wagga association side. Can you imagine if they had a way trip for that? That's another another trek and a half. Uh, but a good 3-0 win. They got goals from Max Ashton, Brendan Patman, uh, Lord and Saviour, and Jesse French. Look, I think you were at this game, weren't you? I was, I was, yep. Um Brilliant goal from Brendan Patman. He picks it up uh, outside the box on the left-hand side and just he just bent a beautiful shot into the far corner. It was a really, really lovely goal. Uh, question, question, Did he when he scored, did he have a halo around his head? Look, I can't confirm that. Um, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> I think we'll leave it as a maybe. Um, but, you know, I thought Winona were in control for the majority of that game. They, they moved the ball really nicely. Um you know, there was a clear uh, pattern of play and the possession was nice. Um, the, the concern I, I did have, though, was there was a real lack of cutting edge in terms of the finishing. I, I think they struggled to consistently convert the chances that they were creating. A um, number of really, really good chances to, to try and put them away where they've broken down the opposition really well, but they just can't quite find that that finishing touch and score that goal. Um, and I think that that's probably one of the, the biggest concerns heading into this season is making sure they do convert those chances in into the goals. Because I think, their play, at least in this game, was really, really solid. But um, if you're not going to convert that into into goals, you're going to have a problem. And speaking of not not scoring any goals, the Jerangong Breakers six nil down to Southern Elong uh, from Central Coast. So there's a lot of lot of uh, distance games going on here. But of course, that's what you get when your country's so big and your state's so big. Uh, Cradle Seagulls defeat Uni five uh, one. I believe you were at this game as well, weren't you? I was, I was. It was a, it was a really, a really good display from from the Cronulla Seagulls, actually. Um, you know, and I think it's an interesting point to to make is that, you know, we, we kind of think that there's a huge gap between 
the men's premiership and, and, you know, other associations. But I think this result here shows that, especially in the Sutherland Shire Association at the top, there's a lot of really, really good footballers there. And it would be interesting to see, um, you know, how those teams would, would face down here on a consistent basis, because that, that Cronulla team, they, they were, they played really, really good football. Um, and, and, you know, to, to put five goals on, a, on yes, uh, university, who aren't, you know, one of the strongest teams in the competition, but they're still not a, a, a terrible side. I think that that's a really impressive uh, sign for Cronulla. And 5-2, Wollongong United defeated Peakhurst United, who ironically take on Southern Edelong FC, who beat a Jerringong. Can you imagine if Jerringong got that win there and have United up against uh, Jerringong? But they'll be taking on Southern Edelong FC after a 5-2 win, and they will speak another all-hatred. They'll be travelling up to the Central Coast. How good. Yeah, long away trip. Uh, thanks for buttoning in. Next game is uh, the final one. Albion Park White Eagles 15 defeated Liverpool Spears nil. Now, Tim, the, the journeyman of the Australian Cup, were you at this game? No. Uh, 15 nil win. Well, I'll go through the quick review here. Uh, look, dominant attacking performance, understatement. Uh, Morgan getting five goals. What else would you expect? They played the winner of LFC Sports. What about that to Liverpool FC? Padstow Hornets or LFC Sports, the winner of that game. But uh, that's the Australia Cup so far. Oh, we got another one. We got more as well, I'm pretty sure. Uh, the Flame went down 1-0 to Inter Lions last night. Kai Macoria's play Hurstville Zagreb Thursday the 24th. So this will be out on Friday. So that game will already be played. And next Wednesday, the 6th of April, Bulloy up against University of New South Wales. That might not be a bad game. Well, it'll be interesting to see how they go. But speaking of Bulloy, I'm gonna we're going to get into the games played in the IPL. The four games played, South Coast United round one, down 4-1 to Tarawana. Round two, Olympic defeat South Coast United 4-0. Round three, Coniston had a two-all draw with Bulloy. And round four last weekend, a depleted Paul Kembler 4-3 over South Coast United. But I will touch on Bulleye first because oh, I was at that Cono and Bulleye 2-2 game. I, honestly, I want to apologize for Bulleye, to Bulleye fans for underrating them. I thought they looked good. Mm, well, I, you know, they're, they're, they're a young squad this year, but I think there's a real commitment there that I was at the game as well that I saw. Um, and, you know, I think they dug in because that Coniston team, that's a very, very talented Coniston team. And it's got a lot of quality in it. Um, and uh, while I think Coniston will be disappointed not to, to win the game, uh, I think Bulai should be really proud of themselves for the, the way that they conducted themselves in that game. Um, a brilliant goal from Sam Davis, you know, killing a left-footed shot. <laughs> Yeah, I think Sam Davies. I think, I think I think someone wrote Sam Davis in the uh, oh no it was Sam someone wrote Sam Daniels in the match report and it got picked up on within like five minutes closer, I think I was closer <laughs> yeah um, uh, so Sam Davies uh, that was a fantastic goal and Van Elia as well down the other end that was oh. another phenomenal goal weaving his way through and to finish as well that was a spectacular goal to see mate I'll I'll be honest with you I know Kono weren't at their best but I tell you what Bulleye. You know, they probably deserve to win this game, to be honest with you. They probably deserve, they probably were a bit unlucky not to win this game. Uh, but yeah, can we talk about that Varnelia goal? My God, I was right behind that goal when it went in. I could not believe it. That was like, seriously, have mercy, please. 
and and that's coming off the Coniston bench as well. Yeah, that's 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 an unbelievable sign, isn't it? Um, yeah. you know, to have that individual quality in your team, it's a huge bonus, and I, I think that's. Yeah, he didn't quite. It wasn't quite the match winner in this game, but you know that does win you games. Mm. Um, having that sort of quality when it's difficult, when when you're trying to grind out a win, to have a player like that who has the capacity to go and score a goal in that way, I think that's a huge, a huge bonus for Coniston this year. Dead set, that bloke at his best is probably the most unstoppable player in the league. I reckon talent wise, ability wise, he is he is right up there. But he won the the player of the year, didn't he? Twenty nineteen. 2019 George Naylor medalist. Yeah, that was the. I think he got Golden Boot that year as well for Coromel and obviously the GF as well. He's back under his old gaffer from that year. Uh, but I tell you, Bullard's goals as well. I will not uh, move on without mentioning those goals. Both top corner goals from Sam Davies, and I think Josh Brooks scored with his first touch after coming off the bench. I missed the second one. I wasn't looking. It was a so top corner one. It was. I think it was literally his first touch. Or it was yeah. one of his first touches. It was like a, a, a half a minute after coming on or something ridiculous like that. But um, both were outstanding top corner goals. And yeah, I, I still can't get over that. That Vinelia one, I was right behind the goal for that. And it was like, no one could believe it went in. But I'll tell you what, I'm a lot more optimistic about Bullion now. I didn't, I hadn't, I hadn't seen them when we did the season preview. But, um, yeah, I want to say want to apologise because I seriously rating them now. <laughs> I haven't seen Crinny yet, but I would almost go as far as say they could be pushing top five of Crinny this year. See how we go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Yep, yep, you can butt in. You can butt in. It's all right. It's no, fine. no, I was I was going to say something, but it's fine. We can, no, you we can, can go. You can go. Please, Tim, but, but, but butt in. I hate Zooms. I'm getting sick of Zooms now. I can't remember what I was going to say, so we oh, are going to move on. The, be- the, beauty, the beauty of Zoom. Yeah, South Coast. South Coast United. The, yeah. They've played a lot of games this year. Okay, yeah. South Coast played three, conceded 12, four goals each game. Your thoughts on South Coast so far? If I'm honest, I think I've seen improvement. Uh, I, the, obviously, the base wasn't particularly high, but I, I think uh, generally, especially in that Port Kembla game, I thought they were in the ascendancy um, for large parts of it, and, and they got it back to the three all after the red card for, for Port Kembla. And I felt that they potentially could go on and, and, and try and win the game from there, that they did already take the lead twice in that. Um, but I thought it was harsh the way that they went down at the end there, going, you know, conceding that penalty right at the death. Um, you know, and then I think they picked up a red card afterwards uh, as well after that goal. So I think that, you know, that, that would be really disappointing for them. But the other point is, you can't really expect to win games if you are consistently conceding four goals a game, you know, and it's going to be really tricky for them. Um, you know, I think they do need to sort out uh, at, at the back, at the back end of the field, just trying to just defend a little bit better because I think they have goals in them this year. Kieran Brodnick, uh, I've watched him every game so far and he's looked really bright, really positive. Um, he scored against Port Kembler and he looks like a real threat, a real outlet. Uh, Jamie Wakeling got a goal as well against Port Kembler. So I think there's positive signs there for, for South Coast, but you know there, there are still a number of problems there, especially defensively, that, that do need to be sorted out if they want to try and avoid being involved in that uh, battle down the bottom. Well, they have been tipped to be in that battle down the bottom and I know other teams haven't played yet, but when you consider that many, goal difference could become a factor. Their goal difference at the moment is minus eight after three games. It's it could it could be their downside downfall towards the end of the year. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I mean, the fact that the rest of the league hasn't really played any games, and they're sitting at the bottom with already three games played. I mean, that's not a very good position to be in at all. Um, and you know, especially psychologically looking at that, um, to to be on zero after three games played, um, it's it's just a, a really bad situation for them to be in though. Um, and they really need to look at the positives, I think, from that game against Port Campbell and try and build on that uh, heading into the rest of the rounds. Uh, from Paul Kemba's point of view, though, paper-thin squad, missing Peter Prandelos, missing a few other players as well, down to 10 men for the last 25 minutes. To get three points from a game like that is huge for them. Well, they've got a, they're another team with a really, really young squad this year. Um, I think, of course, Jordan Nikolovsky is a fantastic um, goal scorer for them, uh, as he was last year. He'll be important. Um, but uh, particularly Harrison, and I apologise if I, if I do get his name wrong, but I believe it is Anagnostopoulos. Anagnostopoulos, yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he scored at the weekend. Um, and, you know, he's a, he's a player who's come through the, the youth systems, um, I think he was originally at Wollongong Olympic. He then moved to Port Kembla where he's played a bit of youth grade and second grade. He's now stepped into the first grade team um, and he, he scored an important goal. He had a couple of other chances bursting into the, the box as well. I, I think um, he was one particular player that did really uh, stand out. So I think it will be interesting this year to, to see how they do develop as a squad because they are a really young team but with a, a number of really exciting players in there. And we've touched on the round one and round two towards the end. Olympic looking outstanding. They had three goals inside 15 minutes. I remember checking the update after 15 minutes and seeing it was 3-0 already and thinking, oh, this could be anything here. But um, no goals after half time for Olympic, though, in their 4-0 win. They were just cruising at that point. Um, I, like you, when I saw three goals in 15 minutes, thought, oh, this could be bad. You know, we could be on for double digits or something here. But I think Olympic, similarly to their FFA Cup game, sorry, their Australia Cup game. We'll get it. Yeah, I'll get there eventually. We'll get there. Um, they, they just sort of were in control and really just played the ball around, you know, didn't overstress themselves. I mean, Kalaskia did pick up two goals in all in the first half, of course. So Joey Laval got one as well. Um, who was the other goal scorer? Was it Tyner Diaz? Did he get on the score sheet? I think he might have. I'll... Uh... I'll confirm that. I'll confirm that. I'll confirm that quickly for you. But let's have a look. Uh, Hikaru, Tori Musumeci. Tori Musumeci got one. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I remember that goal now. Yeah. Um, so uh, their attacking players are getting involved in the goals as well. But I think that um, it was a really routine, systematic dismantling uh, is how I describe that mm. from, uh, from Wollongong Olympic. And I think that's a good way to be. Uh, just in control. A couple of chances on the break for, for South Coast, but nothing really substantial. Uh, so, yeah, as I said, uh, Olympic look really strong this year. Some little pickups that have happened that we didn't mention about a month ago. Chris Fuentes has gone there now. Uh, Stefan Demossi has come from the Wolves after a couple of years there. Brendan Lowe, who was at the Wolves as well, was he? Pretty sure he was. I think so. Yeah, so Brendan Lowe from the Wolves as well. So, look, uh, strength of strength, this squad keeps on going. But we are probably about to do the most redundant five-minute chat of all time and do a quick preview of round five of the IPL this weekend, which we are not very optimistic that's going to be played, judging by this weather forecast. So what we're going to do, say the games, what time they're on, where they're at, what day they're playing, who's playing, and we'll just give a quick tip and man of the match. All right, and scoreline. So first one 
And this second grade game for Thursday night has already been called off. Cringilla against Paul Kembler, 8 p.m. Friday, the 25th of March at Crown Park. Scoreline and man of the match, Tim, quickly. Just a nice quick tip. Oh, um, I'm going to go. I think it'll be 2 all. I think they're two really, really exciting teams. Uh, I think that's a fa- fascinating game, actually. Um, man of the match, uh, I'm going to go Jordan Nikolovsky. Nice. I'll go 3-1 Kruni, man of the match, Ben Zuko. Second game, 2.30, Saturday 26th of March at Balls Paddy. We've got Bullight against Cardinal Rangers. Scoreline and man of the match? Um, You know, I think Bullight could get up in this one uh, if they play. Uh, I think I'm going to say 2-1 Bullight, and I think Ben McDonald might pick up a goal. So I think I'll give him the uh, man of the match. Well, one thing that impressed me in the Bulldogs game against Connison is how well they scrambled at the back. I'm thinking Ian Clarino and Tomohiro Ishii in particular scrambled very well. I will go a 4-1 Bulldog win here. Man of the match. Man of the match, I reckon. Sam Davies in the middle. Actually, I think he might have been playing fullback at some stage against Coniston. uh, My memory might be fading a little bit. Uh, next game, 2.30pm at the PCYC on Saturday. We've got Olympic against Winuna. Scoreline and men of the match, please. Um, Wollongong Olympic, I think they could get up 3-0 here. And uh, men of the match, I think, you know, I'm going to say Stefan Demoski. You know, I think he's had a bit of a quiet start in terms of his goal scoring um, for Olympics. So I think this might be his game where he, uh, you know, finally gets, uh, you know, a decent goal scoring run and uh, puts in a, a, a good performance. Look, you can say quiet start, but mind you, they've only played two games, unfortunately. One of them was the Australia Cup. He hasn't had many opportunities. He hasn't had much of a chance, no. Uh, I'm going to go 4-1 Olympic man of the match. I'll go Kawasaki. Hikaru Kawasaki as man of the match. Uh, 2.30 p.m. Saturday, 26th at Tarawana Oval. We've got Tarawana against Balambi. Scoreline, man of the match? Uh, I think the Blues will get up here. I'll say 3-1. Uh, man of the match, Zach Mazevsky. Of course, picked up a hat-trick uh, in the yeah. opening round against what South a, Coast What United. a great comeback. Outstanding story. Great story. So, um, yeah, I, I think that that'll be the scoreline there. I think Balambi, um, you know, they'll, they'll be certainly... Uh, you know, it'll be a tough year for them. Um, but uh, yeah, I think I'm going to tip the Blues here because I think they've had some good form so far and shown some some really promising signs. And they have played games. I don't, I'm not sure if Balemi's played some games, so I reckon that's going to play a factor if they do get on the park. 2-0 Tarawana is going to be my pick. Uh, man of the match. I reckon Stefano Di Marino. He got a, I'm pretty sure he got a double in their Australian Cup game. So I'll uh, tip him out of the match if... Mind you, we don't know about injuries or anything as well as anyone's injured themselves at training. So, like, I think that backfired a couple of times last year. I think someone picked Jake Milano as, like, man of the match when he was out injured or something ridiculous like that. Good fun when you can't, you know, watch every game at once. Uh, Coniston and South Coast United, 3 p.m. Saturday 26th at JJ Kelly. Scoreline and man of the match? Yeah, I think Coniston should be right in this game. I think it'll be a great chance for them to go and uh, pick up, um, you know, their first win of the season against South Coast. Although last season, two all draw mm. in that game. And that, Coniston that was, were that flying ended the at run. that run. That ended the run, yes. Yeah, so South Coast maybe. You know what? Actually, after careful consideration, I'm going to I'm gonna tip a draw here. Oh, yeah. Right. And I'm going to say my man of the match is going to be Kieran Brodnick. 
Because okay. yeah, Fair uh, positive signs from South Coast. Probably unlikely that the game probably won't even be played. But um, yeah, I'll, I'll say a draw there. I'll say three-one Coniston. I think yeah. Look, South Coast have conceded. Actually, no. Sorry, I'll go four-one Coniston. Uh, South Coast obviously been leaking a few goals at the back there, but they do have the match fitness. They've been playing most weeks, so that that's another thing going for them. Um, Coniston have been staying on on the go, but look, you can't, you can't. It's hard to prepare when you can't play any games. But I'll still go. I think still think their quality will get them over the line. Four-one Coniston, man of the match. I reckon Adam Voller is going to have a big one right here. And, uh, you know, South Coast has been leaking a few goals, so I think he might jag one or two here. And finally, this was this would, if it, if it goes ahead, it's definitely match of the round. Wollongong United against Southern Park White Eagles, Sunday the 27th of March, 5 p.m. Twilight at Macedonia Park. Scoreline and man of the match. Um, I haven't watched Albion Park at all this year. They've obviously picked up a massive win in the Australia Cup. Um, Wollongong United I've seen on a couple of occasions I saw them beat the Wolves 2-0 uh, 2-0 I think it was yep. 2-0 um, yep. yeah, that's a really impressive result so I think Wollongong United this year I think they'll be up there I think they'll be a, a very strong team um, and, and yeah I'll back them to, to pick up the, the win here um, in terms of man of the match uh, uh, hmm. I'll, I'll say I'll say Mason Versi to uh, to be man of the match, um, mm. I think he looked good in, in, in the preseason games that I saw him, and uh, yeah, I'm optimistic about Albion Park this year. I will go high score and fair three two Albion Park. Man of the match, who's going to be man of the match? It'll have to be an attacker, wouldn't it? Man, of the, actually, no, you know, I'll go Ethan Cambiasios in the midfield. Are going to be strong for them? Uh, so there's our more than likely redundant tips, which probably won't matter because uh, we don't know with the right rain forecast but tim uh thank you so much for coming on and uh killing about 50 minutes of our time just for the you know just for the content you know we need to we need to keep the content going you know so uh, now thank you for coming on very much appreciated no no problem thank you very much for having me on again congratulations on the two years on the on the podcast it's a it's a really good achievement uh so well done to that and uh Thank you very much. You are a part of the journey. And uh, for everyone listening right now, just stay po- stay posted on our socials. Keep uh, keep updated what's going on. You know, we don't know how the weather's going to play out over the next few weeks. We'll try and get some if we can, but, you know, there's no games being played. There's no games play- being played. We can't do much about it. Um, yeah, we'll just see how we go. We'll just see how we go. Maybe we have to do something else to kill the time. But thanks very much for listening. Be sure to like, subscribe, follow, comment. You know the drill. And get down to the get down to the Friday. You want to watch some World Cup qualifiers as well. We'll catch you guys next time. Hopefully next week. Fingers crossed.